You're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Phil Better Inc. If you want to take your podcast to the next level, make sure you book your free 15-minute call with Phil Better, the podcast mogul, at www.philbetterinc.com. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, Phil Better, and today I am truly honored to have uh, another amazing musician, entrepreneur, business owner, and uh, actually, if I'm not mistaken, a Pinterest master. If I'm not, that, that's correct, right, Favor? <laughs> um, so I'm going to let him introduce himself, let you know a little bit about himself, and then we're going to jump into the episode. So uh, Favor, please uh, introduce yourself to the audience. Thank you so much for having me here, Phil. And I'm so excited to be part of this conversation and just enjoying what I've been able to see over time and, you know, just be here and, and add value because we definitely need each other and this is where it all starts. So I'm so excited to be here. My name is Favor Obasi EK. I'm also known as Flav Beats. That's my pseudonym, which is my artist name. And I'm a seasoned entrepreneur over 20 years that has gone into the creative space and built a name for myself in the entertainment business industry where I've been able to focus as an industry leader in the area of Pinterest and specifically SEO marketing, where we've been able to help business entrepreneurs, small to mid-sized businesses really rank on social media and most importantly rank on Google because they need to be seen by people that they serve. Yeah, that's pretty much the the, the audience here are all entrepreneurs, wannabe, uh, not wannabe entrepreneurs, but soon to be entrepreneurs and just need the guiding light. And like you said, you've dominated in two industries you you've dominated in the in entertainment industry and then you dominated as an seo pinterest expert so i'm very happy to have a dual industry le- leader here on my show and to be honest we haven't had anybody from pinterest or knows how to work pinterest and i've always hated pinterest because i really? thought because i always thought it was like oh it's only for like women who like magazine type stuff but the more i've heard and read read about you i'm like it's a, it's a gold mine for podcasters and you also have your own podcast which means it must be working cuz it is a great podcast i listened to a couple episodes before you came on and uh, i'm very excited to talk to you about that thank you i appreciate it pinterest is so underrated but it can be your mechanism to launch you into a completely different stratosphere that you could not even think of because of the amount of searches happening at the same time. Yeah. I, I only focus on like the big stuff that I know full heartedly. I never dove into the Pinterest cause it was like, this is really weird. I don't understand what's going on. Just like most social media, you have to get used to it. Um, before we jump into like how you got started with Pinterest and your music career, I want to start like where, where did your entrepreneurial spark start from like was it family were you around entrepreneurs your whole life or is it something you're like i need to become an entrepreneur because the nine to five really sucks (laughs) well i would say that i've always had that entrepreneurial mindset my grandma you know she had her own shop she was able to take care of the family uh, and you know do her stuff as an entrepreneur and someone that does business because as an entrepreneur your, your goal is to solve a problem yeah. So if you're solving a problem, you're an entrepreneur in your own right, whether you are you're taking an opportunity or you're doing it as a serial entrepreneur or as an infopreneur, it doesn't matter, but you're solving someone's problem. And I used to see that and I heard those stories. And then for me, starting off early, I, I was just a self-taught drummer, just trying to enjoy myself. And then my dad was able to take me to my first recording studio at the age of 12. 
he's also into music. So I literally learned a lot about the prog the program, how it works, you know, what are the things. And I was still very young at that time. So I really didn't know what was going on. Entrepreneurship was not even a big word back then. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it, it's been slowly growing, but we, we hear business owners, you know, mavericks, all these other terms, but it pretty much boils down to an entrepreneur because a business owner is an entrepreneur. They took a risk and entrepreneurs take constant risks. Um, the 70 plus interviews I've done so far with entrepreneurs, pretty much all of them is like, I decided to jump when, you know, most people were like, nah, not, let's not jump because it's too risky. Um, so your, your, your spark was from your grandmother and then your father took you into the music industry, which is another entrepreneurial place because you're fighting by yourself or you're fighting against, or you're risking your livelihood, not livelihood, but you're taking a risk because you never know if you're going to get be the next signed star. Um, and w that leads us to your first, uh, if, uh, yes, your first failure, um, which I really enjoyed because I was like, oh, this is a different one because one, we've never really had a recording artist on the show, but l let, let my audience know what you consider your first real failure. My first real failure and I, and you know when you fail in something you don't expect to fail because you can see it coming yeah <laughs> that's, that's really what happened so i was doing everything right i was literally to the t to the letter making sure everything is touched and you know make sure that everything is you know spotless and i did that in a summer where i literally took three months off did not play around with my friends i said you know what i'm gonna go to the studio and really spend time. I was still back in high school. <laughs> so I was like, you know, let me just take some time. Everybody's on recess. You know, let me just focus on my music and my career, not knowing what the outcome would be. And I finished everything I was doing. The studio session was complete. I literally, and I made my own beats. I used to make beats with floppy disks. So I used to come in with a Yamaha PSR 500, you know, floppy disk that would now transfer that MIDI into a CD you know, process. So I was I was like, oh, that's cool. What does this button do? So I was learning. And as I was making my own album too at the time, I finished everything. It was a weekend. The next week I was coming back fully energized to now work on the edits. The studio got robbed the night, the night before. So I just literally looked at all the things. They're like, don't touch anything. I was like, I, I shouldn't even be here. So <laughs> Peace. <laughs> exactly. So when it happened, I just literally took a back seat. I said, you know what? I'm going to just pause on this music. I don't think this is for me. I look, I would have been spending time going to the park, you know, with my friends, but I'm, I, I wasted all this summer. But for me, I felt like that was a big lesson for me to know that anything can happen and I can't control everything either. So I had to build up that tenacity, went back right into it and then started off with a band, started off with battle of the bands because I'm a drummer as well. And that's what got me back in the groove of everything. And then eventually I, the last time I paid someone for a recording session, the person like finessed me, I paid everything in full and all the clips and the audios were just distorted. And I was like, you know what? Now it's time for me to make up my own thing. So I literally saved up money a whole year and bought all my equipment, which I still use to today. Wow. So not only did you have like two lessons from the, the recording industry, it helped you grow into where you're like, 
eh, I ain't going to trust anybody because everybody seems to be doing something wrong. Either they're getting robbed or they're fleecing me. I'm going to take things in my own hands, solve my own problem. And then you created some music. And uh, I, I do like that your favorite failure does still resort around the music, but it also can be a, it, it created your, your podcast, which is a giant success in it of itself. Um, now, how did you transition from making music into going into the SEO Pinterest world? Because that's they're they're vastly different, if anything, from what I know. Uh, SEO is just like websites, so it doesn't really have anything to do with music, except unless you're working for musicians and trying to get them ranked. And Pinterest yeah. is pretty pictures, and <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really deal with music so much as maybe the artist photo on Pinterest. So, how did you transition over into the uh, Pinterest and SEO world? For me, I definitely had a lot of experiences that led me to make executive decisions <laughs> because when I did have my Pinterest, actually, let me start with SEO. So with SEO, I same process. I don't know why this keeps happening to me, but I'm glad it all worked out because I bought, I literally asked somebody to do my website just like anybody else would. Hey, could you help me with the website? This is how much it costs. I didn't even know what a domain name was. Oh. And when I paid, I did everything I was supposed to do. Till today, I don't have that website. And I, as I was doing my master's program, one of the master's programs was I have two. The first one was in entertainment business. The second one is in business admin. So the first one that I did <laughs> is... I feel the- so uneducated right now. <laughs> You're like the third person that I've interviewed that has like master's, uh, one of them had three law, like a law degree, an architectural, and something. Another, like, oh my god, like I feel so uneducated right now, and I'm like, please teach me more. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It was it was a really good experience for me because one month into the first master's program, I learned a lot about SEO and just practices that you can be able to use because SEO and Google, it keeps advancing. So what you knew last year could not work this year. Like it just keeps evolving. So I took it upon myself as an early adopter to really understand what I can do with my music, what I can do with my art, especially with my business because I built a digital marketing agency as an, as an entertainment business owner because I realized a lot of people, both businesses and creators are not able to find themselves online until they now work with a PR team or they work with a blogger or they have to pay a certain amount of money to get radio play. So it was getting a little hard. And for me, because I was so enriched in understanding how this thing works, the first task that I had for myself with SEO was to make sure that my pseudonym, my Flav Beats artist name, was able to rank as an auto-suggest on YouTube. That was my goal. <laughs> so, that is high that's a lot of work if i from someone who knows barely anything about seo other than like now it's long tail keywords are the best and not just one word right back in the day uh, this must have been what 10 i don't want to date you but it must have been when google was still brand new and f- keywords were the big thing in seo Right. Keywords back then, you could stuff like 15 words and end up at the top of the search with no questions asked. But now the AI has gotten smarter. You know, technology is getting more advanced. So you have to literally beat the algorithm by adding quality content and relevant content to stay sustainable. So that's how I was able to do it. Built out a website, learned a lot about Google Analytics, Search Console. How do you use these platforms to really rank on social media, on Google 
an article that I did recently, how to play music on Clubhouse or playing music on Clubhouse. One of my articles is top search is on the first or second page on Google now. And I just like, this is the key. This is how you do it. And people think it's hard, but it's really not rocket science if you really know who you're trying to serve. So as an entertainment entity, we were able to really build that out. And then with SEO, I became more practical. I'm a, I'm a self-learner. If I could teach myself how to play the drums, I could teach myself how to build a website. <laughs> so I That's how I became a podcaster, self-taught. There was nothing. When I started, it was like, you need to learn how to do your own RS, RSS feed. There was no one else teaching you. So I, I get the self-learning. It's an entrepreneurial trade, I think. Exactly, right. And you have to build that tenacity to fail forward. So that's how I was able to really, you know, grasp, understand what SEO is. I, even till today, I'm still learning new things, but I'm always better than I was before. And then for Pinterest, it's amazing because my fiance talked about one story one time. And you know how, like you said, it's always women on Pinterest, yep. mothers, <laughs> you know, people searching for rings and, you know, all those fancy things. For her, she just told me about a story how she met someone or knows someone that literally literally took off her Instagram and focused on Pinterest for one year and is still yielding profit today after spending that time. So that just put a light bulb in my head and I was like, what is Pinterest about? So I now got in there and I realized, oh, it's nothing different from what I've been doing. It's just visual. It's just pictures, but you have to be intentional about what you want to search for and rank for. And that's how I coined the two together. I started working with the clients, taking their Pinterest from negative to over 100,000 monthly viewers. And the list is endless. <laughs> Damn. That's impressive. That is impressive uh, right off the bat that you're, you're taking clients and not, not just clients, you're helping business owners with an extra stream of revenue that they didn't know they had because they they have no time. They have to focus on their business. And so their socials or their advertising, their marketing falls to the wayside. And because we've come to age, most of us have come to age with the internet. Uh, we, we know all about the Shylocks and the, you know, the, the tricksters that have, you know, come out of the woodworks that take your money. Like you, you've been, were fleeced by someone who said, Oh yeah, I can master your thing. And then you get this, distorted you know belgium style music versus what you asked for so it's, it's great seeing that you're like no nah, I'll, I'll help you because you want you genuinely love helping people and you, you can tell through the, your passion the fact that you're like yeah let's let's go let's try it and you i did it myself i can do it for you so i love seeing that i love hearing that and you mentioned something that i i 100 agree with in all my previous uh interviews have but it's best falling forward keep moving forward regardless of the failures because it's not a failure it's a lesson so yeah. can you expand a little more how did you learn that lesson about I failing think for forward? Me, yeah i think around failing forward what makes me more excited is when i see a problem because i love challenges so when i see that something is not working my psyche brain was, was going to say, hey, you can solve this, but you may not know the answer to it, but you can put one and one together to make a two. So that's how I was able to really get out of my comfort zone and think outside the box. And every time I fail forward, I'm always expecting that something is going to come, but I may not know at what velocity, but because of how I'm ready for it, I'm able to react and do something that's sustainable for myself or my business or anybody that's around me. So for me, failing forward is simply just being aware of what's going on, being aware of your surroundings, 
and making executive decisions based on how you were able to react to them at that given time. I love it. It's it's true. You need to keep moving forward. You can't you can't rest on your laurels. You need to find that next problem because you're going to get bored. Uh, like most entrepreneurs, our brains are always moving. We're always looking for stimulus or something. And as a musician, you, you're like you can zone out by playing the drums or, you know, recording something. Um, yeah. So you got that extra ability. Um, what has been your favorite success so far in your entrepreneurial journey? Could be also in your music career as well. Okay. I will say my favorite success until today, I still wonder how I ended up on this stage, but <laughs> I had the chance. And let me just backtrack before I even say it. The, the year before this happened, I envisioned myself on that stage doing something. I didn't know what, but I envisioned myself doing something because it was a yearly project. And when I got there, I had the chance to, you know, get in when they were doing their pre-recording sessions. And I'm all about media because I've worked in advertising before. So I love when I see lights, camera, action in a space that's just exclusive. <laughs> so I was literally in the backstage just looking. I was like, yeah, I want to be there too. And for some reason, everything just worked together. And I had the chance to work as an assistant music director for a Coca-Cola-sponsored music TV series show. Wow. And, and I actually signed up because I wanted to be the drummer of the band. I wanted to be part of the band as a drummer and you know, feature the artists that were coming because every week they had new artists flying in just doing mashup songs together, which were being broadcasted on, on live TV, on national TV. So I was literally taken from the front to the back because they were like, nah, we already have a drummer. So we still want you here. So you let, how about you become the assistant to the music director? When that happened, I was only offering coffee and itineraries for the first four weeks to my music director. So. I didn't touch a drumstick. You know, that kind of training, that like discipline, they're like, sit on this chair, don't do anything, just take your notes and just watch. And I did that continuously. And before we got halfway to the, the show, my music director, he, he just liked me so much that he was like, yo, Favor, you don't even have to show up. If you want to come, that's fine. But when you're here, I'm, I'm not going to give you so much work because I can see the passion behind what you're doing. And I trust you even when I'm not there. So I ended up working with people like Neo, who I, I ended up literally face-to-face -face talking to him backstage in his dressing room. And, you know, he was about to leave. I was the last person he talked to before he went out of the, the building, before we now crossed over to the, the production stage. So those moments, he may not remember me. You know, we have a picture on Instagram. I posted it back in the day as a throwback. But to me, that was like a moment of telling myself that, if I can do this with my little knowledge, then anybody can do this if they really put their mind to it. That, I'm sorry, that is an amazing story. Having, being, being face to face with like a music icon such as Neo, and then just having that one-on-one -on -one where you're discussing the industry and pleasures and just that is insane, having that level of connection with people. And it's like you said, I know little, and yet I got to this huge stage, and it, you took the risk. You just went for it, you know, and you accepted when they're like, no, we don't want a drummer, but we want you as the director's assistant to the director, uh, music director. You're like, yes, because I'm still in this industry. I still have stuff to learn. So I love how you were there. Your passion for learning was still burning bright. Um, that's amazing. I'm jealous. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm jealous. I actually had the opportunity to be on my first ever movie set, um, helping out my local bar. They rented out the restaurant because it's still technically closed because of COVID. But it was like I was seeing the production people get things ready, get the artists ready, get the 
models ready and I'm like, oh my God, this, this is so cool. This is amazing. Yeah. Cause it's, it's something I, I never dreamed of being part of cause I worked in the nine to five and in the banking world on top of it. So I, I love stories like you got that, that, that amazing ability, you know, just by luck, you know, just like, yeah, sure. And then boom, you're talking with Neo. Yeah. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just like, you know, oh yeah, I, I talk to Neo all the time, you know, me and him, we go all the t uh, back and forth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what is your ultimate goal? Like, what is, if I snap my fingers, you know, like we're 30 years, 40 years down the road, you're like, I did it. I accomplished the goal that I had set out to. What is that goal for you, Favor? For me, my ultimate goal, because I know that this is not our home, my ultimate goal is to make heaven just because I have a strong spiritual background, both parents, pastors, and I've really grown up in a Christian home. So I've valued a lot of people. I respect everyone from a baby to an elderly woman or man, like whoever you are, you are God sent to this earth. So I, my ultimate goal in life is to make heaven. But on earth, I want to impact and transform lives through my story and through their successes, because I applaud people when I see them succeed. When somebody tells me, thank you for spending time, it means so much more to me than money could ever give me because that's a life. That's somebody's time that they cannot take back. So those are the things I value. I value human to human relationships. And that's why I get to meet amazing people in my career. And uh, <laughs> I just keep going. Just, just rubbing that salt in the wound there. Like I get to meet amazing people like Neo. <laughs> you know, just, just, just like casually name dropping. But yeah, I, I think that is, a remarkable goal, like just impacting people's life, making their life like 1% better, just having those human connections, which you never know how, how it's going to play out, how it's going to create the next event that's in your life could be, you know, you end up working for an actual music scene. Like they have you as the music director instead of the assistant, who knows what could happen from the connections and the people you connect to. So I, I Val, I, I love that answer. Um, and it's very different from other, entrepreneurs and po uh, podcasters that I've talked to uh, and asked that question to. So I, I really appreciate you uh, giving a very well-rounded and different answer to it. Thank you. Um, let's, let's talk a bit about your podcast. How did you get into the podcasting world? It is similar to the music world, but it, it's, it's a little nod. But so how did that start? I literally thought about my podcast as my alter ego. Okay. That's, that's how I started off thinking. I was like, huh, Okay, music, everybody knows with music, you gotta have the right sound, the right arrangement. Yeah, it's literally perfection at its best. But podcast is like unscripted or scripted and it's undocumented or it's documented and you can pretty much say anything you wanna say, but there has to be a goal as to what you're saying and to stay consistent at it too. So for me, I started with my podcasting thinking, what do people want to know about me that I cannot be able to tell them without them asking me directly? And that made me start thinking. I first started the podcast. I called it Play Flav. And I don't know what happened. It, for some reason, I just got kicked out of my own podcast um, dashboard. I was like, yikes, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> I That's not fun. I, right. It's not fun at all. I just don't like being kicked out of my own space. So I literally started again. Someone was like, do it again. So I started again. I was very intentional. I said, okay, let me make sure I do everything right because it's a podcast. And even before I got on the podcast, somebody, a, a very good friend of mine, his name is Farai in the UK. He told me about this app 
called Anchor. Mm-hmm. And I literally had it on my phone for one year. I did not set up an account. I just stared at the emoji. I stared at the the, 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 the app symbol. Yeah. The app symbol. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just wait. I'm gonna just wait. I don't know what to do with it, but I'm gonna wait. Cause I like to sit and wait and see how things go. So eventually it grew on me and I was like, you know what? I gotta get into this thing. So I started it, had that first failure, and did it again. And then towards the end of yeah, in the middle of 2019, I just kicked off the podcast and I've always wanted to have an internet radio show, even before podcast was podcast, because back in the day in school, I used to say, hey, I want to have a multidimensional platform where I'm able to repurpose content. Back then, there was nothing like all this repurposing we're doing today because we didn't use all the social media platforms at once, but I had that in my mind. <laughs> so once I had that- before it was forerunning. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> right, right. So as an early adopter, I just went right into it. And then I started doing podcasts. I was seeing one play, one download, one show, one one episode. And I was like, this is hard, guys. This is not this is not my style. Like, I'm not here for this. I, I even hired some people trying to do the podcast for me, but it didn't work. And I was like, it's me. I need to be in this podcast. So I started taking it seriously. And then last year, March 31st, around the time when the pandemic was like really getting serious. I now decided to run a series and now we're getting to about 200 episodes. So I literally just said, you know what, I'm going to hit the ground running and meet all these amazing people online, offline, clubhouse, TEDx speakers that have come in and out. So for me, the relationships have been so great that I just thank everybody for being a part of my life journey. So that's how I started my podcast and I don't know when I'm going to (laughs) stop. That's uh, pretty somewhat similar to uh, my podcasting story, but yeah, it's, it's the consistency is the key to podcasting. If you, you're not consistent, it's never going to take off and you'll get frustrated and be like, no, but you've seen like the consistency, getting those interviews, getting those episodes out causes the compounding effect that eventually you get to 200 episodes and you're like, how did we get here? Right. (laughs) Um, so tell us a little bit about the podcast so that my audience, because I'm going to be putting the link in the bio because it's a great podcast. Let my audience know a bit about the, what the podcast, what they can discover on the podcast. Thank you. The podcast is called We Don't Play and All Caps Play because that's the mantra that we have as a business working play entertainment. So that's just an extension of what we do. And within the podcast, it's curated for coaches, for entrepreneurs, for people who are creative, because we talk about all things travel, we go into esports, we go into financial literacy, we talk about you know how to keep yourself sane because sometimes insanity can really get you crazy. So we talk about breathing techniques. I've had a licensed massage therapist talk about breath breath work and how you can be able to focus on your energy while you you know while you work while you stay at home. So entirely, we've been able to build a culture and a society in this podcast where we feature people telling their stories and enlightening people on business professional uh, etiquette that they can be able to use for future life. Because most times when people tell tell me about my podcast, they're like, your podcast is so evergreen. And I'm like, that was not my intention. My goal was just to make sure that these stories resonate, but they took it on as evergreen content. And I'm like, that's perfect because that's what I want it to be. I want two years later, you still listening to episode 105 because it still makes sense today. So my goal has been to really empower, inspire, educate, and definitely entertain people. 
and it's been amazing. So podcast guests are welcome. You know, nobody's a stranger in the playroom and we just have a good time over there. Sometimes we may go into one hour, sometimes it might be 30 minutes, but at the end of the day, we really give value and make sure that everybody's heard. I love it. I love it. It's somewhat of a similar situation here on the uh, Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur podcast. But I love how you have that varying guests on to share their stories, share some techniques or some help to to your audience. And that's like I, I find podcasts like a master class for free. Like you get these amazing guests on that could charge anywhere from like $50 to $5,000 for their course or a chance to sit down with them. And you get like 30 to 45 to an hour's worth of time with them. And they're just sharing their knowledge with you. And it's, it's amazing. I've learned so much. I've started my own business because of speaking with entrepreneurs. That's why I started this podcast. I never knew how to start a business. I was a nine to fivers in my whole family, blue collar or white collar, you know, workers. We never went out on our own because it was like, it's not safe. And I'm kind of like the first one who jumped the jumped into the uh, world of uh, entrepreneurship, both feet, you know, without thinking pretty much, which another trait of an entrepreneur apparently is do fix it later, just do it. Um, And it's helped. And like, I started my business from it. So I really do admire that you you are 100% an entrepreneur through and through with this and your podcast is just this extension of your chance of learning but also teaching like you want to do and helping those individuals which is your ultimate goal yeah all right we're coming up near the end this is the uh, usually my this is my favorite question to ask all entrepreneurs because I'm a voracious reader I love books um, do you have a book that you would usually suggest if someone comes up to you and goes Favor, what is a good book for me to read to start my entrepreneurial journey? This book right here, I want to be very practical. Ask and it is given is a book that you should get on Amazon because this book literally will tell you everything you need to know about what you are and what you should be. Because a lot of people have doubts, self-doubts, you know, oh, my friend's not going to like this. This post does not look that good. I only have nine likes. You know, like everybody has their own, you know, imposter syndrome going on. Constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But this book literally opens up Pandora's box and allows you to ask anything. And if you're really spiritual and if you're really focused on your journey, you're going to be centered on that focus. And this book really tells you everything that you need to know about ways to implement that and a book to go with that is think and grow rich that right. book it's on my you're not the first uh, i'm glad you're not the first to bring it up it's on my nightstand right now uh, it's my my bedtime reading my 30 minutes to decompress i read that book as well as some others but yeah that's uh, another big one but ask and it is given is a brand new book i never knew i can't wait to pick it up if someone a, a seasoned entrepreneur like yourself or a serial entrepreneur like yourself reads it and it's helpful to uh deal with that imposter syndrome which i think every podcaster has <laughs> why are you listening to me i am no one um but yeah uh favor thank you so much for being on this show uh i'm going to give you the last five minutes let my audience know where they can find you how they can get in touch with you if they want help either with their seo maybe be a guest on your show because i do have a lot of seasoned entrepreneurs who listen to this so i'm going to jump off and it's all yours 
Thank you so much once again for having me on this amazing platform. My name is Favor Obasike. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm able to inspire, educate, and entertain people with boundless value of information that we can be able to offer using innovative products. So we have digital marketing consultation, we have website and SEO development, we have digital courses on branding, Pinterest marketing, and SEO, which is coming out this June. So I'm so excited to really communicate this with you all and just give you boundless value of information. If you want to reach out to me, you can follow me on any platform. You can actually Google work and play entertainment and you'll be able to find me or better yet, just go to the website, which is online. That's playinc.online. And you can be able to scroll all the way down to the bottom and figure out what section that you want to work with us. And we can be able to help you with your branding, with your Pinterest, with your SEO and your website. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And this is an amazing show. And I look forward to connecting with you all. Thank you once again. I, I, I'm, I'm speechless, which happens quite frequently for some reason on this show, even though I'm a podcaster. Uh, Favor, thank you so much for being a guest and sharing your knowledge, sharing your story with us here on the Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, I am Phil Better. I'm the host. He is Favor. Please make sure you go check him out at Fave Beats on the social medias or his website, like he said. Links in the show notes down below. And remember... Invest in yourself before anybody else does. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to the episode. I had such a great time talking with our guest. Now, I have one simple favor to ask of you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a family member or a close friend so that they can learn from this amazing entrepreneur. I thank you so much for being a fan of the show and just being an amazing human being. And I can't wait to see you guys on the flip.